Mr. Pop. He stopped more TV shows than the great power outage of 1972. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Recording is in progress, gentlemen. My name is Kevin Hillier. I'll stop doing that annoying accent. My name's Kevin Hillier. Welcome to Rock and Roll. Brian Mannix, for the final time as a homeless person. And I've got an annoying accent too, Kevin, (laughs) and I just thought we should have an annoying accent all the way through. Uh, In fact, I sound like a Kardashian. (laughs) Uh, Well, you're going to be living like one soon. Well, we'll see. Uh, tomorrow's the big day. Well, by the time this goes to air, I'll be in. And uh, well, you'll have a, you know, you'll have a lovely place to live in, and you'll have the ass out of your pants. So, what's new? Well, I had the most expensive day of my life the other day <laughs> when I, um, yeah, I had to pay the rest of it off, and it was like. Ooh. Wow, that, that's an expensive day. So I've never spent that much money in a day, but um, there you go. Now Here I know how are. the now I know how one of the uh, you know how Elvis felt or one of the Hemsworth brothers. Hey, Mark, fine, welcome. Uh, g'day, fellas. Now you g'day, sound like fine. you're in the bottom of the well, but I know you're not in the bottom of a well. But you are in a, a most unusual um, geographical position tonight, Finey. Yeah, I'm in the car. Right. Can we get some sort of um, – Brian's living out of a suitcase. You, don't tell me you're living out of your car. No, 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 no. I just um, got down low on charge and I couldn't find the adapter at work, so I've had to step into the car and plug it in here. That must be the only thing you don't sell at, uh, at uh, yeah, Lenny's Fine right. Foods are, are phone adapters. Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> I actually had the old deli owner's dinner tonight. Oh, what's the deli owner's dinner? A packet of expired chicken twisties. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're wrong. You're wrong. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's no expiry date on chicken twisties. They, yeah, they, they got yeah. that much shit in them. They they never go off. Yeah, they do. They do. You think they're made to last? But there you go. <laughs> oh God. Well, we'll have the uh, the local ambulance and uh, the defib units and all that on standby. Not just for Brian tonight, but for you as well, Funny. Oh, right as rain. Right as rain. Lovely to have you both. I notice all three of us once again have missed out on the Queen's birthdays honours list. I don't know how that happened. She's yeah, a well. bitch. She's a fanatic <laughs> bitch. You know, half the people she's given honours to, yeah. you know, I've farted more achievements than they have oh, achieved. Hang on. hang on. No, I'm a good farter. Yeah, no, fair enough. No, no, but no. Who got, who got it? Who got an award? This well, I, time? I only picked out a couple. I picked out a couple that I think were outstanding. Uh, just and and for me, uh, really good to see that these these cup Doug Walters. Now, I'm sorry if there's a more um, Australian uh, person than Dougie Walters. I don't know who is. So I was really happy to see Doug got whatever it is that he got an order of whatever or a. OAM or a BAW or a BAM. Well, was, was that for services to cricket, drinking, smoking, and gambling? Think so. Okay. Seven. Well, I, I, mean, I was really. Why, and I, why didn't I get one? <laughs> well, can you, you know, get a cricket? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> seven. The the the, the story I read said, yeah, said that they really had seven hundred and fifty thousand cigarettes in his smoking career, Dougie. You, you want to you want to see my bat, Fanny? Okay. <laughs> uh, seven thousand uh, cigarettes. No, seven seven hundred and fifty thousand cigarettes is what they. The, I think they said in this thing that he would have had. Actually, I've seen that up. It's it's marked up in the long room at the MCG. <laughs> they've got the MCC. They've got the uh, uh, most cigarettes smoked by a tennis player or a cricket player. Yeah, yeah it's got it's got Alan, Alan Border ten thousand. You know, whatever it is, thousand runs, and then uh, Doug Walters seven hundred and fifty thousand cigarettes. And the other one that I I was particularly uh, happy about was Vicar and Linda Bull got a, an OAM. I think it was the sisters. How are they going? You know, they get to sing for the Prince of Tonga. Yeah. You know, which is honour enough. Mm. And um, then they get the OAM. Yes. What about what about Brian? What about Brizey? I can't even get a freaking Logie. <laughs> well, they're on this weekend. Actually, they're at the Gold Coast. I might sneak in. I was going to say, you, you they're on the Gold Coast, so you might be a chance. Now, just on Vicar and Linda, I just wanted to say, <laughs> Linda apparently said she was so chuffed by getting the OAM that she was going to wear it to the shops, which which is not going to surprise me at all. 
And Vic has been crook. Um, she uh, had surgery recently, so they've had to cancel some gigs. So um, uh, she's uh, she's resting up at the moment. So our best to, to Vicar, and uh, we hope to see Linda at the shops with her OAM. Yeah, well, you know, I'd, I'd wear mine everywhere if I <laughs> even get one. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got to do something for the community above and beyond just what you would normally do in an average day, Brian. Look, you should listen to some of the people that I listen to. Um, you know, I, I'm very patient with people, no matter how drunk they are, and I think I'm giving a great service to um, some of the less fortunate Australians that, um, you know, it goes unnoticed and um, consequently here I am, homeless without an OIM. Yep. Okay. Oh, poor old it's quite a it's quite a um a, a, a thing I believe to get one of these awards. I would think it'd be a great thing, but I can't get one, Kev. No, but I mean it's quite a there's quite a, a a process in terms of there's an office that actually runs these things, a department that runs these things, and the checks they do now on people who are nominated because you have to be nominated by someone, I believe. I don't. I, well, what? Why don't we nominate each other for next year and see if we can all get one? Well, that's you know, the other one is I noticed that the entire the entire could have been champions have all been given OAMs. And what's their charity work? What have they done? Oh, oh no, they've done, a, they've done a fair bit. But Greg Champion got one, Covey got one, Billy Baxter, um, Richo got what, one. I think that's what for being entertainers. Well, for services to it's it's honouring your services to broadcasting well, and all those things. Well, you know. Well, what do I have to do? What are I going to do, Kev? <laughs> Fine. you got any suggestions yeah. for Brian, what he might have to do to get a, an OAM? Yeah, get a time machine and start your life over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You know, you know what I'm hearing here tonight? I'm hearing <sighs> that no one is being my friend, and it's very disappointing to me. <sighs> no. You know, no, not only that. I think you've got Sorry, Kev, funny. I think you've got to have, you know, done something in your chosen field, which you did, and then use that, use that to be the springboard to, for some charitable work. Right. And, you know. So what about the money I raised for prostate cancer when I was doing Dancing with the Stars and um, Celebrity Apprentice? What about that? That counts for nothing, obviously. Um, all, the benefit, all the benefit uh, concerts you've what, done. What about what about all of the benefit concerts I've done for fires and droughts? What about the stuff I've done for angel syndrome? You know, nobody even knows what that is except right. for me telling them. So, so just totally ignored by that bitch, no, the queen. No, no, you, you, for that sort of stuff, you would get like the order of a chuka. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'm happy to start there with the order of a chuka. All right, That'll well, be fine. All right. Well, you come to my offices tomorrow in a chuka. <laughs> right, eh? And you'll get a little Henselite. You'll get a Henselite jack engraved with the order of a chuka on it. Well, Lord Brian of Sealand will accept that. All right. That's that's called the that's called the Honourable Kitty. That is that mm-hmm. little white ball. There you go. Not- all right. Glad I bought the Queen's Birthday Honours list thing up. That uh, That's not a touchy subject with anybody in particular on the panel, is it? No. No, it's certainly not. Did you watch the game today? Uh, no. The Collingwood-Melbourne uh, game? Yes. A little bits and little pieces, not a lot. Why? Probably. Have you got comment on it? I've got, uh, you know, uh, my sources are good, but you can't say this is a fact. It's, it's a very big rumour, but there are a lot of trouble down at Melbourne. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, there's trouble down there. And um, it has to do with gambling and to the point where bikies roll. Bike, oh, I probably am. <laughs> but bikies, bikies rolled up to training. This is what I'm hearing. And, um, and there's some. Melbourne, two of them got picked. <laughs> well, no, no. The, the, my rumor is it's, it's, it's. Anyway, I won't go into it okay. because it's, it's not a fact. But I believe there is discord down at Melbourne, um, and gambling is um, causing problems. Bikies are rolling up the training, and there's a few players want out, and one of them wants out to Essendon. Well, the, there's, there's clearly problems. I mean, they're punching one another at restaurants. 
they've got uh, a stream of uh, uh, sort of behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on with text messages being leaked was sent to each, you know, president, the former president with the current president with the board members with all all that stuff that's been in the in the papers in the last uh, week or so. Um, mm. How that stuff gets out is beyond me. Who, what, what's behind what people do with that sort of stuff? But uh, uh, so yeah, it's not. I mean, it's. I suppose you know you could. You'll probably now tell me some great revelation, Brian, that there's a drug problem at the Bulldogs. No, they have no problems with drugs at all down there, uh, Kev. Uh, they're, they're loving it. They're enjoying it. They're enjoying their drugs. They're taking it one drug at a time. They're keeping the lid on most things, but they're taking the lid off a few and the enjoying drugs. their drugs. They're enjoying their drugs. Yeah, they're loving it. And, you know, the biggest druggies down there got an Order of is, Australia medal. It's just absolutely, you know, what about service to drugs, you know, surely that – Get me across the line. Oh, Toby Maguire's got no AM coming. Um, now tell me, uh, is there problems at St Kilda that you might know about that Finey might be able to help oh, us Oh, no. With? I, no problems? No, no? No, I have heard no, no gossip about the Saints. Um, okay. But um, my big news was this week is who Essendon's trying to get and um, – and uh, trouble at the uh, at the Melbourne Demons. Right. So there you go. Okay. And it reflected in their play. It was a very, very good game of football, though. Three in a row they've lost. Four in a row Collingwood have won. They're in the eight. The Demons are now no longer on top of the ladder. So um, I guess uh, from a football point of view, finally the season's alive. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, Melbourne have slumped. Mm. Which, well, will they get out of the slump? Who knows? Collingwood, pretty good effort. At, I can tell you, Brisbane, St Kilda, Saints, very, very upset with Charlie Cameron. Over? Oh, you know, when McKenzie took that mark and he tunnelled him and had to go off with concussion, very low cowardly act. Mm, okay. Don't but, like that. So I don't like it at all. No, I agree with you. Now, now, your, your, two, your two teams play each other this week, which will be interesting. Yeah, so no, it's a, a bummers. Oh, it won't be interesting at all. Essendon will just roll over and die like the bunch of wildebeests that they are. Oh, damn. Uh, they are. But remember, I've been, I've been telling you about Purple. You know, Sydney Kings, Frio, Storm. Had the State of Origin go the other night. The uh, Purple. The, well, purple. Uh, well, purple. It's not Purple. It's purplish. Well, you yes. can't. Uh, you live there now. You can't be calling it purple. It's maroon. Okay, you have to a, say there's a shade of purple. You have to say no, maroon. Everything's coming up purple. That's it. That's you know. And you know who was it? The one that said a few weeks ago. Oh, Melbourne. Oh, they're gone. They're over. Well, I was joking, but it's starting to look true, isn't it? <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, now, I mentioned the Queens, but you mentioned the Logies. So are you going to try and sneak in on Sunday night? I think it's Sunday night. Actually, I might, actually. Um, they're probably a bit, you know, lacking in uh, star power here, so I might just uh, put on a suit and um, see if I can sneak myself in and drink some free piss. Could you get up no, on stage? No. Yeah, go on, so funny. No, you're on the Gold Coast, aren't you? Yeah. Get one of those spray tanning boots that does a glitter spray and go in as a Logie. You can sneak in as one of the you could. little gold Logies. <laughs> well, you know, I could just probably hop in, um, you know, Tracy Grimshaw's handbag, you know, next to it. Next to her sandwiches and uh, sneak in that way. <laughs> you probably could. Well, you could go in, and I'm sure they're going to do. I'm, I'm sure they'll do something about the final episode of, of Neighbours, having wrapped and finished and all that. So they'll probably do some enormous big audio tribute, which will probably include Connor Cleary in there somewhere. So you could be able oh, to get up, get up on stage, and you know, you should come to Hong Kong with me. It'll be here. It's it's a thing I've been thinking about. Oh, oh <laughs> there's an Academy Award winning Logie Brilliant. moment there yeah, on the Academy program. Award, but no Order of Australia medal. I yeah. tell you, I'm furious. Tell you what, you will get. You'll get a lettuce. You, you'll get a lettuce for that. A lettuce from the Queen, uh, or uh, well, you might. Well, it doesn't matter where you get them from at the moment. They're the most expensive commodity in the Australian uh, known wilderness. 
Lettuce. Really? $11.99 for a lettuce, for Christ's sake, and it's about the size of half your fist. What, an iceberg lettuce? An iceberg lettuce is selling for $11.99. They've practically got no nutritional value at all. Yeah. Thank, gee whiz. And they're $11.99. It's, it's, it's unbelievable at the moment. Anyway. That's it. Oh, that's terrible. But it's all part of the, you know, EOFY. Uh, uh, end, end of financial year. End of up year. Right. Oh, there's no need for that kind of language, Ken. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to say the word year on the show. <laughs> that's, that's really f- Let's try not to do that again. It's hard to take you seriously, Brian, when I'm looking at you and you're sitting in a like what looks like a kind of director's type chair in the middle of a poker machine venue on the Gold Coast. Do you know well, what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> well, next week you'll be able to see me with the beach in the background. You look like, there you look like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Do you know what I'm saying to you? I'm about the same height, <laughs> and and I'm just as angry and furious. So you know, it's probably meanwhile, a fair call. Meanwhile, Finey, because I can see him. Now, I know this is a, an audio podcast, but I can see. Well, I can't see Finey because Finey's in his car. He's sitting yeah. in the darkness of his car. He looks like um, uh, Kurt Russell did in uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Remember when he was sitting in the shed on his own, drinking J and B scotch and with a loaded gun <laughs> next to his person? So Finey, Finey's reminded me of that. Well, there you go. Now, are you ready for the big news, fellas? Oh, hang on. Oh, here, we here, we here we go. Here we go. I'm excited. Had a major interaction on Saturday. <laughs> oh, you beauty. Best one yet. Everyone's sitting up in their chairs now, Finey. Have our undivided attention. I was driving down the said street and I was going to the pub to watch last half of Frio Hawthorne, then St Kilda. I drove past, I parked near the $2 shop, and I could see him very excited. He saw my car, and he was out on the footpath. So I obviously wasn't going to go in there, but I went over to him, and he had a big smile on his face. Right. And he started up. Hello, where have you been all this time? I said, I've been working. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. You have a business, don't you? I said, yes, I told you. I've got a, a run of delicatessen. He goes, well, actually, last Sunday I take some time off because we were very busy on Sunday, and I was going for a walk for exercise, and I thought I will walk to the deli you told me of, and I did that, and there it was the deli, yes, and I sat outside on a park bench, and this is a very good business. People coming, going with bag of food, flour, I see, drinks, and I go inside. But I cannot see you. You tell me you're so hard working. Now, I could have corrected him, but he was having a grand old time. <laughs> <laughs> and I am looking around. Where is, he? Where is the owner? And I decided I will buy some food. And a lady came to help me, very helpful woman. I said, I don't know this food so well. She advised me and I was taking some soup and salmon patty, which was delicious. And I said, can I please speak to the owner. And she said, I am the owner. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm looking for you, but you're not there. You know, when you told me this, I was very skeptical. But when I was walking, I was hoping it was true. I didn't think it was. And then I see outside the name Lenny's Deli. And I remember the podcast. I don't know your name, but I saw it when you showed me the podcast. So your name is Kevin or Mark or Barry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't correct him. And then he says to me, you know, I understand what happened. You come here, you're so smart and clever to make fun of me with your friend. And you're laughing. And when I ask you what you do, you're embarrassed. You are unemployed. <laughs> or maybe you're from the shops at Lenny. And so you say, I own the daddy. Because you would never think I would go there. <laughs> Still not correcting him. He's so happy. He said, I know it's embarrassing for you. <laughs> and you know, maybe you're a customer of him. I don't know. But I was there and I understand. I was talking probably to a lady's wife. But not you. <laughs> you don't own it, do you? <laughs> no, I said, I don't. Because... I've made his day, obviously. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he says to me, but you could do that. You could own a business like that. You could be a business owner like me or Lenny. <laughs> if you work hard, don't gamble. No more drinking. <laughs> Grow up. Save money. Don't make fun of people. <laughs> I came here 11 years ago. I had a savings. But working hard, I have my own business. You can do that. You are not too old. <laughs> I thanked him. This was, for him, the great moment. I mean, I'm the local idiot, you know. Yep. You are foolish. You are foolish. <laughs> so it was much better that he thinks that I made it up, I think. Oh, it's very kind and yeah, magnanimous of absolutely. you. Absolutely. I reckon there's an OAM in that for you, Fanny. Yeah, he says, a very good business. People come and go, but you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> tell me you're very hardworking. He went last Sunday when I went to the fight. Yes. Did, did he? Did he uh, have any reports on um, his mother-in-law that needed the five-star restaurant and all of that stuff? No, no, no. But I, he said to me, "I came here with, I had a small saving, and some." And he told me, he said, "I received some financial help. I bet it was from her." Yeah. You know, people are saying, "I arrived with ten dollars in my pocket." Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he would have he would have been one step in here. He already had what he bought a business and up and running he was. Yeah. But you can do it too, if you say <laughs> you could be a business owner like me mm. or Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a prick. Uh, that's lovely. It's uh, it's very nice. Yeah. Very nice indeed. <laughs> Very nice. Of and anything's my anything's my wife is Lenny's wife, of course. Uh, yes, I, I, I gathered that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking to the owner's wife, who's a lovely lady. <laughs> you should have said, unlike your wife. Ooh. Oh, well, at, least bought, at least he bought my salmon patties. Yeah, Daddy, would you give you a report on the soup and the salmon patties? No, he said I bought the soup and salmon patty, which was delicious. Very good. He pointed that out because you know he wouldn't have said that if he thought I owned it. <laughs> yeah, you're probably that right. was to rub it in. They sell delicious food, but it's not your business. <laughs> uh, I was oh, looking nice. everywhere. I was looking everywhere. But this is Lenny's Deli. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not Lenny. Hey, he doesn't even remember your name, Brian, so you can stop laughing. Because <laughs> oh. yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin's such a, a you know a well-known Vietnamese Chinese name. You know it is. It, you know, and when they anglicise Chinese names, especially from the Hong Kong region, invariably, if you go back, you know the the, the names are Kevin and Albert and Gilbert. Yeah, you know those. Kevin is very common. Yeah. No. Well, it is uh, sort of for yeah. some. I don't know why, but it is because I remember Russell Mark when he was he was um, teaching the Sultan of Brunei's uh, brother. And everyone yep. went, oh, okay, what's a, you know, Sheikh Abdul? And he said, no, his name's Kevin. I went, what? Yeah, well, Kevin and – but also they have Chinese names, but Kevin and Stephen is very popular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not Finey. Not Brian. <laughs> well, well it's, got a, it's got an R in it, so that's difficult for them. Brian. Yeah. Difficult for me. But um, yeah, they don't like ours, the Chinese. Is that? I don't mean to be racist. Do you like us? I love us. Yeah, yeah, why did I knew that you were going to say that? God. Uh, June fifth, nineteen eighty-one. The chart we've got this week. Uh, let me read you the top ten. Angel of the Morning by Juice Newton is ten. Nine is Looking for Clues by Robert Palmer. Eight is To Cut a Long Story Short by Spandau Ballet. <laughs> Seven is Cool World by Mondo Rock. Six is Keep On Loving You by your favourite band, Brian Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> Five is Jealous Guy by one of Finey's favourites, Roxy Music. Four is Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. Three is Turn Me Loose by Loverboy. Two <laughs> is This Old House by our mate, Shake and Stevens. Shaggy. And number one is Kids in America by our very good friend, Kim Wilde. They're all our friends on this week's chart, Kev. Uh, we know them all personally and... Um Great to see them doing well so many years ago. Yes. Hey, just that just reminded me of something. I had a bloke come into the deli yesterday. Yeah. Not not the two dollar man, of course. <laughs> yes. Um 
Anyway, we got talking. He's been living up on the Gold Coast. He used to live here. Lives up on the Gold Coast. Moved back, living in Frankston. He used to live around the shop. Come, comes back. It was actually funny. He goes, I remember when the shop was owned by Gary Bluestein. He goes, does he still own it? I said, no, I'm the new owner. And there's been a guy for 26 years in between. <laughs> um, but he's a, I said, what do you do? He goes, oh, had a couple of jobs, but I, I've always worked as a photographer for in the music industry, rock bands. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, I do a podcast with Brian Mannix. And he said, oh, about, yeah, very good memory, about 40 years ago, what what band were you in with somebody from Kids in the Kitchen? And Oh, that's that's what I do now with Scott Kahn from Kids in the Kitchen. Yeah. It's 80s, yeah. I've been yeah. doing that for about 15 years with him. So, yeah, I've actually been playing with him longer than I were with the X-Men. Yeah, and then he, he said his, his name, he gave me his card, Danny Katz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tony Katz and um, is it Danny? I think it's Danny. Yeah. It's um, Elf, Elf Katz. Is it oh, Elf? The Stray yeah. Katz. Stray Katz, I don't know. Huh. Isn't well, there Danny yeah, Katz yeah. who's a comedian? Isn't there a Danny Katz who's a stand-up oh, he's comedian? A, he's, a, he's a writer. I think. Yeah, he write and writes for the he writes one yeah, of those uh, for the Age or one of those. Actually, and, and this was D A N I, which is like a female name, so it might have been his missus's card or something. I don't okay, know. there's a Danny but, Katz yeah. who writes really funny yeah. stuff, actually. For yeah, the he's age. very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not him, but because this was D A N I, but I got a feeling oh, okay. he, he might be another Katz. You know, um, uh, Katz everywhere. What what? Do you, want to, do you want to hear a, a Jewish joke? What's got – you won't get it, I don't think. What's got four legs and faces cats? Uh, don't know. Mrs. Cats and her lawyer. Now, footy tips from last week. Ooh. Oh, fuck again. I'm looking at enough of those. <laughs> Speaking of being in a slump, I think was the word you used, wasn't it, Finey? Yeah, I am in an absolute slump. You're in a pitting. slump. You're a three this week out of the six. Yeah, uh, shit. Yow, shit, Don't you laugh, Brian. You got two. Oh, but I was close on a few. I got four. Don't know how I did that. Oh, quite how frankly. about you, eh? How no, about you? I don't know how I did that. I picked the Lions and you two both went with the Saints. Uh, when did this When did this turn into, you know, it used to be a footy tipping segment and now it's the how about me, Kevin Hillier segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick. Yeah, footy. It is not. <laughs> Finey's still in how front. About me? Finey's yeah. in front on 72. Uh, I'm on 71 and you're on 64, Brian. So we all miss Melbourne, obviously. Um, finally, uh, very cleverly picked the Giants. I don't know why. I thought North Melbourne might come good. Bloody hell, they're awful, Finey. They're pathetic. Absolutely hopeless. I, I mean, I, I know David Noble from his days at the, at the Dogs, and David's a really nice fella, and I've always thought had a, a really good uh, football brain. I'm not sure you could put the best coach in the world in charge of those, that group of players and you'd see anything different. Oh, yeah, they're no good. If ever there was a case for relegation, they're a great example. They should be relegated and bring in Subiaco or the best of the VFL or Waffle or SANFL teams and let them go and sit and think about themselves for a year. Not good. They're not good at no. all. No, that's pathetic. Uh, yes, it's, it's, and when it's the only game on, uh, on a on a Sunday, gee, the AFL's got to have a look at the way they've structured these bye weekends too. I don't think they're doing themselves any favours with crowd numbers down. There were some games this weekend that were not worth worrying about. And my boys, three, were, my three boys, bye weekends, three of them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And only one gay round and three for three bye rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My boys were piss weak again. Uh, yes, they were. If they couldn't fire up for the 150-year celebration. Wasn't that good beforehand, though? Yeah, as soon as the game started, it all turned to shit. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Oh, that was <laughs> crap. You know, they, they just can't develop players. The game plan's bullshit. Sack Rutney's useless. Um, you know. You know what? Get, I, you know what? I am sick and tired of football clubs when they're asked, when people at footy clubs are asked about a, about an issue or a player or whatever, like politicians, why on earth is their first reaction always to lie? In fact, Bailey Smith should 
should be absolutely acknowledged for telling the truth, at least. Yeah, true. You know, yep. Because just everything they lie about, they just cannot, you know, here's a football club, Essendon, that should have an absolute policy of, you know, we be, you know after what we've put our fans through and whatever, let's just be known as the really truthful, transparent club. And I can't remember who it was. I reckon it was Marnie. See the football manager, Josh, Josh Marnie? Yeah. Yeah, spends 95% of his time watching the female team. Doesn't spend hardly any time with the male team. Yeah, well, they are putting that together. So, um, but he was asked about Zach Stringer. Oh, he is ready to go. He's had a fantastic two-week block of training. Look, we can't be sure about his hamstrings. We don't know, but I'll tell you this. I've never seen him keener or fitter or, mate, he looked like he'd been sitting on the couch, <laughs> one hand, with a spoon in one hand, digging into the peanut butter <laughs> and given the cheesels, the old gung-ho go with the other, he does not look match fit to me. There's no expired well, uh, chicken twisties at his place. Well, no, here's they the, have a long eat. Here's the, here's the mail I got. Um, oh, somebody I know. I'm just saying, you know, just you know, mm-hmm. let's protect my sources and mm-hmm. stuff here. But somebody I know got to speak with Stringer's direct opponent on Saturday, and he, he thought this person was a Blues supporter. Anyway, he was asked about Friday night. His exact words were. I knew I could do what I wanted because Jake wasn't doing any defensive running. In fact, when you play Essendon, you can do what you want. No one seems to tag or guard you. They guard blades of grass. That's straight from a blues prayer from Friday night. There you go. So there you go. I'm still bringing in the the scoops. Well, you know, I don't know that you need to be Sherlock Holmes to have worked out that they don't do any defensive running, do you? Well, this is just but at least be honest, when you get asked a question about a player that is clearly going to be contradicted when the player walks out and waddles out on the ground. <laughs> and then the, the after the game, the coach says, yeah, he was poor. He wasn't very good. And we've turned that into a national headline that the coach said he didn't play well. There, there should be more coaches saying the players don't play well instead of this bullshit they carry on with where, oh, yeah, he's, he's working up towards this and he, in a couple of weeks he'll be – no, you, you're paid to go out there on Saturday night and, and perform. Get out and perform. If you do a gig, Brian, you don't get to go, oh, look, I'll be good in three weeks, come back then. Stuff that. I paid $100 to watch you tonight. You'd better be good tonight. Yeah, I didn't think it was that expensive to see us, but well, – um, I, yeah, I went but, for, yeah, I went for the like, after show meet and greet, which yeah. was shit house too, just quietly. Well, you know, I didn't bother coming out. I was pissed out of my mind. Um, no, but, yeah, you know, this is what I say about, you know, like, you know, the kicking for goal, I think it was last week, Essendon kicked eight straight points before they got a goal. Now, you know, if I was eight tones off, you know, off every note that I sang, well, you know, I'd be out of business pretty quickly. You know, there just doesn't seem to be... You know, this is what you're paid to do is to kick goals. And if you get four out of ten from a set shot, that seems to be acceptable. Well, I don't think it is. I think it's a bloody joke. $700,000 to miss six out of ten goals. Joke. Yep. yep. Look at the rugby league blokes. From this, they're kicking. They get probably 80% of them. Some, some even yeah, better it's only than one, But it's only one bloke that does it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, funny. I've just on a serious. Note, I want to ask you about the Bailey Smith thing, and you and you mentioned that he should be uh, uh, not. I won't say congratulated. That's the wrong word, but should be acknowledged that he actually uh, owned it and said, uh, "Yes, I did do it, uh, and and I'm I'm ready to cop my right whack for it, whatever that is." Um, Luke Beveridge has come out and talked about the fact that, uh, and I don't know. I, I haven't seen the whole interview, so but this is just praising it. Maybe it's time for the illicit drug policy to be given away in, in football because because a bloke can test positive for whatever it was was in that little plastic bag that Bailey had. If it, say, Let's say it was cocaine. So a bloke tests positive for that uh, during playing and uh, that's, that's his first strike. No one knows about it. No one gets told about it. It doesn't become, become public and, uh, and he doesn't get suspended for it. 
Smith, on the other hand, gets outed on social media, and I'm not defending him because I'm a Bulldogs man. Don't this not that's not the point of this. Um, uh, gets the uh, photos get shown of him uh, with a bag of powder, then a video, and then okay, so yep, he did it. He admits he did it. Boom. Now he's going to be suspended. He's probably going to be fined and have all those things go against him, and he'll get a strike as well. But it's a very public strike, whereas someone who goes under the illicit drug policy that the that the competition has doesn't. Do you see that being something that they're going to have to do something about? Uh, maybe only because of the inequity of the situation. But in reality, it's a part of society that is no, you know, it, it, footballers are no different to other young people. Correct. Now, this has been wrapped up in mental health issues, which out of respect for the person who said it and the honesty with which he delivered his mea culpa of I did it, I would say we should leave it at that. Yep. Because. We don't know. We don't know. But I will say this, not referring to Bailey Smith, many is the person caught doing the wrong thing legally. I'm not saying it's morally wrong. I'm not saying it's, I'm not passing any judgment. I'm just saying. They get caught by the authorities or they get publicly outed if they're a public figure and they lean on the crutch of mental health issues. I mean, he did admit doing it. But um, there was a proviso. There was a, there correct, was, yeah. Correct. And I, I look I'm forward with... to the first person who says, yeah, yeah, that was me. I was doing drugs. Why were you doing them? Because I like them. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. you'll find that's the right, most reason. The reason why most people do drugs is because they like them. They like the way they make you feel. It's like booze. You like the way it makes you feel. Yeah, um, you know, and the reason why drugs are illegal is because in reality, most people who are seduced by drugs over a a sustained period, it's not a happy ending. So that's, Mm. you know, that's the truth. That's, it's, people sort of say, people people sort of say, oh, they can say to me, they can say to Brian, they can say to anybody, you know, have you used drugs? I've dabbled here or there, but really nothing, nothing stuck because I'm, you know, I just, you know, I had a family and stuff. I don't know how you could be on it full time otherwise and do that and have both. But the better question would be for me is, would you, would, would I be happy if my children were on illicit drugs? Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a couple of the kids have had joints with their mates. And I said, just be careful, you know, even what seems to be, because, you know, in, in modern, in, in sort of, in, in modern culture, marijuana is treated quite glibly. I don't see it like that, actually. I think I went to school with people that got, went down that rabbit hole and never quite got out. But, you know, I'm not a big drinker either. I, maybe I'm, a, I'm just saying for my kids, don't mind them having a drink, whatever. I certainly wouldn't want to hear them getting on hard drugs. So yeah, that's, that, that's the litmus test. I think, oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I, th- I think you want the kids to be on them. I think with drugs too, though, um, there can be an element of um, mental illness, or or maybe oh, yeah. not. Yeah, but, yeah, but people, be. but people, kind of self-medicate. Like you know, I know myself. Um, you know, I'll have a drink, and I might have a joint, and the reason I do it is because at that moment I feel content. I feel happy within myself. Like I don't feel a lot of the time of the day, and um, so yeah, I think people can go crazy with it. But I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, you do like it, but the reason you like it is because shit. This is how I should feel all the time because I'm happy within myself, and a lot of people aren't happy within themselves. And they, you know, I think mental illness is a far bigger problem than what it's diagnosed because a lot of people self-medicate to get through it, um, you know, and I, you know, I agree with you, though, that, you know, people, you know, if you get caught doing something, oh, I've suffered from depression and stuff and, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people use it as an excuse and that's really bad for people that really do have, you know, problems. But I think that, you know, yeah, a lot of people feel a little bit hollow, a little bit shallow or a little bit hollow inside and they can't find that thing just where they go, yeah, I'm happy. Right at the moment, I'm very happy. And 
because, you know, we're always living in a world where, well, you know, what am I going to do tomorrow? What happened yesterday? And, and when you say smoke a joint, at that moment you're just in the moment. And, you know, it's the same reason why people, you know, skydive because at that moment they're just in the moment. And so, you know, I'm not saying I'm right, but I, I, I sort of do understand that people might take marijuana to, forget, to get over their anxiety or they might drink. And, you know, and I agree that, you know, there's some people shouldn't drink because they just turn nasty and some people shouldn't take marijuana because they go stupid on it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a very complex thing, I think. And I'll probably yeah, just made it more confusing. No, no, but, no, no, no. You both I think you both made really good points. I think one of the things that we've got to try and do with with how how we go about this is to be able to find that happiness without those things um, in our life. Sometimes people just can't, and sometimes people don't want to. Sometimes it's a lot easier just to grab a, another another drink or a, a pill or a, a smoke well, or whatever it is. Well, I, I think it, you know, yeah, I go to my old pub and there's all these blokes there just sitting around waiting to die. And, you know, the beer is, that's what gets them through. Otherwise they'd be bitter, you know, cranky old men and they have a beer and they just sort of chill out a bit, you know. I think, you know, drugs a lot of the time are there to chill out a bit, you know. Um, But, you know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor and I don't have an an OAN. I will will say this about cocaine. Robin Williams famously once said that cocaine was God's way of telling you you've got too much money. Yeah, true. And that was in America. And that's in America now. In Australia, to my understanding, cocaine's many times more expensive. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I look at people on cocaine and I think, my God, you know, what a toss-up. It's the lobster of drugs in that it's, you know, oh, it's cocaine. Yeah, you're beauty. It's subtle. <laughs> it, um, it's, you know, it's overrated. You sort of, somebody has cocaine because it's a special occasion or something or something, but really, you know, it's a pretty subtle drug, especially the shit that gets, you know, gets around in Australia, um, you know, in America or, you know, South America. Well, okay, you know what you're getting into, but um, here, you know, I've had a line of coke that just does pretty much f- all. It's and, a status you know, symbol drug. Let's be honest. There, there, there's that's a, exactly an enormous right. amount of status symbol it, drug about it. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's a really overrated drug, and um, you know, I think what Alexi Sales said about it was good. He said, um, "What you do is you get some really fine sandpaper, you shove it up your nose until it bleeds a bit, and then you get some speedy diet pills. And you haven't met three of them, and then you get." $400 and you burn it and that's exactly the same as having <laughs> cocaine. There you go. Uh, beautifully done. All right. Um, let's talk footy. Let's uh, rip through our footy tips here. Let's go to the games for this weekend. Starts with a beauty, actually. Thursday night. We've got a lot of them Thursday night games coming up. Uh, even though there's only six games for the round, there's a one on Thursday night. Richmond, Carlton, MCG, Brian Mannix, Ace Tipster here on uh, Rock and Roll will now give his thoughts on this game. I think the Tigers are <laughs> from there. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm going for the Tigers. I, yeah. Oh, really? I think, yeah, I think that'll be all right. Okay. Finey? Yeah, good game. No links, no weedering, so that balances each other out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for Carl. Carlton to win that one. It's the MCG. I'm going to go for Richmond, but not with any – uh, conviction whatsoever. Either of them could win it, and I wouldn't be at all surprised. St Kilda and Essendon, Friday night, Marvel Stadium. The eyes of the football world will be upon your two teams. Brian, are you confident that uh, St Kilda can win quite easily here? I'm extremely confident that St Kilda can shit all over us, Kev. Um, we'll look like a statue with a bowl of chips at the bottom and seagull just shitting all over it. Um, we are dreadful. <laughs> Okay. Dreadful. Mr. Fine, I'm sure you concur with uh, our, our learned uh, colleague here, Mr. Mannix. Oh, I don't know. Sinclair played pretty well against Brisbane under duress, no players at the end, and they've got some ready-made replacements. So, yeah, Sinclair will win. Saturday, two games. Uh, one's in Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide will take on the Sydney Swans. Mr. Mannix. <laughs> the Swans and the Umps, not a chance. Uh, Port Adelaide don't have a chance. The Swans will get that. 
That's it's in Adelaide. Doesn't matter. Swans will bring their own ump in. Okay, Finey. Interesting team, the Sydney Swans, really, because every time I think, oh, maybe they're not, maybe they're falling off the pace here a bit. They've had a couple of bad losses, and they turn around and do something very smart. Port Adelaide just hanging in there. I'm going to go for the Swans. Yeah, me too. I think the Swans are not a bad team. They're not a good. They're not a great team. They're sometimes a good team, but they're not a bad team. So yeah, yeah. With, yeah. That in, with that in mind, that's I'll pick them to win that one. The West Coast Eagles will take on Geelong. This is at Optus Stadium on Saturday night, so there's no games in Melbourne again this weekend on the Saturday. Uh, so West Coast Eagles and Geelong, uh, even though it's in Perth, I'm going for the Cats. Brian? Big upset here, Kev. Big upset. Geelong to win. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Mr Fine? I mean, the results are already written in stone, Geelong will win. But the interesting thing is that they will get north of 30,000 fans to this game. I don't know what they're expecting, mate. They're either very loyal, easily pleased, or most likely my theory is there's all to do in Perth on a Saturday. <laughs> I think that's exactly the third, the latter would be the uh, the choice there. It's the, most, it's the liveliest place in Perth at 4.30 on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you know, Jesus. Yes, yes, the old uh, the Cottesloe uh, Cafe is, is you know a little little bereft of people at that stage of the afternoon. And the, uh, did you see? Did you, by the way, see the crowd number for North Melbourne GWS? No, I didn't. Thirteen thousand one hundred forty-two. I think if that is true, Bullshit. I would bear my ass in Brian's new house <laughs> out the window. <laughs> With the words written on it, come on in. Because <laughs> I am telling you, there was no way there were 13,000 people there. Are you saying there's less? Oh, there would have been seven or 8,000, mate. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We're, we're, every time I saw the crowd, where were where they all in the toilet? I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. seriously. Seriously. Just don't play us for idiots. I know it's embarrassing to have very low figures, but give me a break. Okay. Lying to us. GWS, that very team. GWS will be playing the Western Bulldogs at Giant Stadium. Uh, the one of the best games of football I've ever seen in my life was played there. Uh, uh, in 2016. The 2016 prelim final. One of the best oh, games yes, ever. That's right. yes. uh, now the Giants are taking on the Bulldogs. I'm obviously going for the Bulldogs. I think they'll uh, be too good for the Giants. Mr. Fine. I'm gonna go for the Giants. Too good for the Bulldogs because I think the Bulldogs, mm-hmm. now with this latest crisis, it's just been a year of sort of half starts, distractions, Bont not quite fit, English getting injured. One of those sort of years that you sort of just have to put behind you, really. Yep. They'll be all right again next year, but not this year. Yeah, a bit like 2017 when they went. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. And, and, you know, I've got a bit of advice. The Bulldogs. You want some advice, Bulldogs? You tune into this program. I'll give you some advice. Well, you know what my advice is? Yeah, go on. Stop with the fucking foolish hair, hair with the mullets and the stupid Bevo moustache and whatever. You know, yep. go get a short back and sides. Just get, just stop being silly. Get on with the bloody business of playing football. It's not a fancy dress party. It's not Halloween. Fair You're enough. With your, you're doing lines with your mullet and losing games. So it all looks all right when you're winning, but it looks so like clever when you lose. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good advice there from Mark Fine. Brian Maddox. There's only 6% battery left in my phone. Um, <laughs> so if I conk out before we finish, you'll know why. Well, are you? Um, well, I think that um, – I don't mind the mullets because, like Sam Draper, for instance, I look at him. For oh, Essendon. he's fair, and he looks like he's just got out of jail. Yeah, but I have a look at him and Zaharakis. Zaharakis trotting around there trying to get a route, just going through the process. Clearly, Draper, he's not even interested in getting a route. He just cares about his football because <laughs> if you cared about getting a route, you wouldn't have a hairdo like that. So when I see a footballer with a shit haircut, I go, okay, he's dedicated to what he's doing. Because he's not trying to get a route. He's not worried about the girls. He's worried about his football. So I don't mind the bad mullet. I, I know it meant Luke Beveridge trying to be chopper reads a bit silly, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Speaking but, uh, of a route, just quickly. Yeah. 
And the fact that you're a Catholic. Uh-huh. You must have been impressed by the partnership of Root and Pope in the second test between New Zealand and England. <laughs> Root got 100 and Pope got 100. It was good. Yeah. Amen. Uh, <laughs> now, um, wasn't John- there a guy called Cock used to play as well? De Cock. So you got Root, De Cock, and the Pope. Okay. Oh, there are more. There, there are plenty more. There, as you know, there are a couple of hussies that played for Australia. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, New Zealand got Bolt. Does that count? But yeah. Yeah. yeah wasn't, there, uh, wasn't there? Wasn't there a Pakistani or an Indian called Anal or something? I just anal made that up. Anal, anal, anal Crumble or Anal Crumble? Yeah, I, Anal Anal Crumble. Anal, 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 um, anal. Violet, what is it? Violet Crumble? I can, yeah, I, Anal I, Crumble. I can, I, Violet Crumble. I can only, I can only wonder. Australia's got, Australia's got head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can only. We love it. I can only wonder what the people in the Burley Tavern there are thinking as they all they they can only hear one part of this conversation. They can only Did hear the bit. And you remember back you know, in you the, know England, you know England's got wood. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and back and back in 1952, I think playing for New Zealand was of course uh, Trevor Gobjob, who uh, went on to become a champion and got a Order of Australia New Zealand medal. And he was lead singer of the Love and Spoonful. <laughs> oh, good. Down in the gutter at last. Yeah, we got there. It took us a while. What yeah. do you tip in? GWS or the Bulldogs, your buffhead? Ah, oh, the dogs. Let's go for the mullets. The dogs. Okay. And final game is Gold Coast Suns versus Adelaide Crows. This is the only game on Sunday. Oh, Finnegan, oh who did this draw? Who did the draw for these three weekends of football with the buys? They've seriously got something wrong with them. I was at Liam Pickering, that's for sure. Gold Coast Suns versus Adelaide Crows at Metricon Stadium is the only game on Sunday. For a start, no one cares. Um, oh, daddy. Well, they don't. Um, you just, just yell out behind you, three people playing the poker machines behind you, Brian, ask me any of them know where the Gold Coast Suns are playing this weekend. They wouldn't have a clue. They're all wearing their Gold Coast jumpers they and memorabilia not. kids. They are loving it. Bastard. They are huge up here in the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> They're loving it. You know, I, I, I've got swept up in the euphoria of the uh, Gold Coast Suns. Lucky Phil, he's all over it. We just go, God, the Gold Coast, Stewie Jew. You know, he's on our dinner party list. Stewie Jew could well, be better, serving. You better behind. cater well. <laughs> 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 Stewie Jew could be serving behind the bar of that uh, of that uh, tavern that you're at, and no one would know. Seriously. Um, so uh, the, back to the game. It's the Gold Coast Suns versus the Adelaide Crows at Metricon Stadium on Sunday afternoon at three twenty. Oh, whoop de doo! Um, I'll pick the Suns because I think the Crows are uh, bloody awful. So I'll go uh, the Gold Coast Suns, Mister Fine. It's the only game in town, funky music all around. Yeah, not much of a game. Um, <laughs> uh, the only way you could tip Adelaide is if, well. You'd been well, out with Bailey to, Smith for three you'd, weeks. You'd have, to, you'd have to have been in a coma just, you know, four years ago maybe you'd tip him. But obviously Gold Coast are going to win this. You know the ridiculous thing is Adelaide are a very poor team mm. and they're not going to finish in the bottom three. No. Uh, well, the West Coast Eagles and North Melbourne have got the bottom two sewn up. They're just fighting about who's going to actually finish there. Are you suggesting yeah. Essendon will definitely be third bottom? I think so. They, they, yeah, they're, they're sniffing around the bottom to wonder. I know that's not a, <laughs> you know, I know that's not a, a pleasant image, but that's what they're doing. It's very much in keeping with the rest of this program. They should change their name from the Dons to the Dogs. <laughs> He's sniffing around, uh, making sure that they know where they're at, what they're doing. All right, well, that's the tips. As I mentioned, Brian's on 64, uh, Mark Fine's leading on 72, and I'm right up his clacker on 71. Hmm. Just leave his clacker alone, please. Yes, yeah, so no sniffing around. There's no sniffing around the bottoms around here. Now, you've got hardly any battery left, and we are nearly, yes. uh, nearly at the one-hour mark, so we may hold the chart over till next week. Oh. That's a, that's a good idea. And that, you know who'd be very happy about that? Who? The Nolans, because they were about to get a bigger <laughs> serve. They were about to get a bigger serve than Ivo uh, Karlovic. Oh. <laughs> 
Never yes. have I seen four, four bigger twats in yellow in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of my favourite parts of uh, in my countdown play. Um, I lost a song and I had to put the Nolans in. Oh, and, no. And, and I absolutely love that song because we only had three girls, so we had to put a bloke in as one of the Nolans. And he had the biggest cock. <laughs> and so it was like, and I said, look, you've got to strap it down a bit because, you know, we want people to, you know, see it halfway through. Sorry, but not is, this right a nude the, sh- is this a nude version of the show that you're doing? The, it just, no, he just had the, the outfit on, the Nolan's outfit. The little you just see this dressy enormous thing. bulge. So I got him to strap it down a bit so about halfway through the number you noticed that there was a cock on one of the Nolans. Well, otherwise, all of the dancing and singing they did just went out the door because you just all you saw was his cock. <laughs> and um, it was certainly a great moment at rehearsal, but um, for the long-term good of the show, we had to say, I had to say, listen, um, can you strap it down a little bit, make it look a little bit smaller? How do you feel about that, Funny? No, I'm um, – was that Mick Nolan? <laughs> <laughs> the Nolan sister they never talk about Mick Nolan. <laughs> there's a little bit of there's a little bit of gazaliness. All I thought was going to cop a big spray in today's uh, tipping as well. No way, it's a ripper. Why would that really? cop a bit of a spray? That's that's there at number twenty. No, number seventeen. Number nine. How many 17. times can you? How many times can you milk the same song? As many you times know, as you like. Oh well, good. I'm putting out. Everybody wants to work again. No, no, not me. Well, why Everybody haven't you done what will, work. Why haven't you done what we'll be doing in sixty years? Why don't you update that every ten years, like everyone else does with everything they do? Well, because I don't have an Order of Australia medal, Kev. That's the whole problem. Well, maybe Mate, if you've I done that, you might have got one. You deal. No, I used to play cricket against a player called Paul Daly, not with him, against him. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the comp knew the song. There's a little bit of Paul Daly in us all. <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon you used to lead the chorus of singing it too, Finey. Fine, oh, you. I said, you know, I said, I've heard your teammates sing there's a little bit of Paul Daly in us all. I said, <laughs> I said, I'd at short leg and say, this guy just coming into bat, have you been up him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, is he from St. Bernard's? So I, was a, I went to a school. I went to a school with a kid called Paul Daly. Yeah, my friend. Uh, he, he played. Where did he play for? I don't know. Yildon Parkville or something around there, maybe. Yeah. Well, might, I might know him. I haven't seen him since I was fourteen, but I do remember Paul Daly quite well. Not yeah, Arthur. Well, not Arthur Daly. Paul Daly. No, Arthur Mungrel. Yeah. You know what? I think that was his nickname. They used to call him Arthur. And uh, well, just before we've got a, a little bit of time, we won't, we'll do the chart next week. And I'm sure the Nolans will. With any serve you had ready for the Nolans can can wait. Uh, 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 Jim Seals from Seals and Croft died this week. I wanted to mention that because I'm a big fan of Seals and Croft. I, I really liked them a lot. Um, mm. I know you don't like Summer Breeze, Brian. I liked I liked their version. And I also like the stylist version, but um, they did some they're really good songs, Jim Seals and Dashcrofts, uh, in the um, in that sort of mid part of the seventies. We may never pass this way again. And Diamond Girl and a few other things that they did. They had a very good run there. And he died at the age of eighty this week. So sad. And is, sad is his wife still alive? His wife, Mrs. Seals. Yeah, um, she was a mechanic, wasn't she? Did uh, why would you say that? Uh, very good with blown seals. She, if you blew a seal, no one did it better than her. And <laughs> Thank you for in terms of in terms of repair. Mm. Yes, <laughs> yes, nice, <laughs> very nice. Uh, and I think that's uh, that about wraps us up, boys. We'll uh, we'll adjourn. We'll do the chart next week. You'll be at the Logies. We're on a Logies report from you sneaking into the Logies, Brian, up there on the okay. Gold Coast. All so right. you've got a busy weekend because you've, uh, you've got to be at that big game between the Gold Coast Suns and the Adelaide Crows. Well, I'm back to Melbourne. On I'm playing at Doncaster on Friday and I'm playing at Chelsea on Saturday. Then I'm probably – if I can get back to go to the Gold Coast, I will. If I can make it, well, I, might, I wouldn't mind going to a game. You might be on the plane with all the Gold Logie contenders. You might be, you know, with Ray Maher and and uh, who else is up for a gold logie? Uh, Melissa from uh, from uh, MasterChef and Hamish Blake and uh, Melissa from MasterChef is up for a gold logie. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, my God. We're struggling, aren't we? Oh, my God. Wow. I, I'm not sure. Well, we, we used to have talent like Graham Kennedy and Norman Gunston and uh, oh, Bert Newton. And now, and now we've got Melissa from MasterChef. Oh, you know, he should be nominated for a gold logie. Yeah, if she's nominated, yeah, that meerkat from that insurance house. <laughs> <laughs> Compare the pair. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know, yeah, you know that little Russian. Yeah, meerkat. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, know the Russian meerkat. Well, he's a very good, uh, very good little actor, the Russian meerkat. He's a bloody nomination. The bloke from the UEAD, he maybe he deserves one as well. I think he got an Order of Australia medal. He probably yeah. did. Have you seen insurance prices these days? He probably should have got one. No, I'm, I'm not insuring anything. Uh, well, I'm trying to find the Gold Logie nomination, so as I make sure I get them right. Yeah, Melissa's definitely a Gold Logie nomination. Uh, meet, I'll just uh, meet the Gold Logie nominees for uh, for this 2022 year. Here we go, boys. We've got Raymar from uh, Home and Away, of course, Alf. He's got one, so he's out. Yeah, Melissa Leong from uh, from MasterChef. Oh, okay. Let's, you know, yeah, show how diverse. Uh, let's, show how di- let's show how diverse in culture and acceptance of diversity we are, so we'll give it to her. Right. Yep. Sonia Kruger from almost every show that's on Channel 7, I think she's uh, she oh. fronts. Just from quantity, she's managed to get a nomination. Yeah, okay. Quite, quite rightly nicknamed Freddie. Carl Stefanovic. Oh, piss off. Really? Yeah. Yeah, He's already already got one. Yeah, he can piss right off. No, it's a gold Logie nomination. He's not nominated in that category you just mentioned at all, Brian. Um, Tom Gleeson. What's he do? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's already won one too. No, no. He's he's better than. He's quite good. Melissa the judge. He's a better cook too. Hamish Blake. Hamish is good, but has he already won one? <laughs> yeah, I think he might have won two. Yeah, well, no. No, he's won one. Melissa, Melissa Leong's winning it from hey, what I'm, I'm, I'm my finished. guess. I haven't finished. All right. Julia Morris. Nah. Oh, nah. <laughs> this thing, <laughs> no, you know what the full stop Full stop on this would be that fucking Peter Hellier. <laughs> no, that's all. That's that's all. There's no other nominations. I think he's nominated in several other categories. I um, told you about. I've told you about Hellier. Yeah, let's let's just point out it's Peter Hellier, not Hillier. No relation yeah. at no, all whatsoever to me. It's Hellier. No, you haven't told us, but go on, tell us. He stopped more TV shows than the Great Power Outing of nineteen seventy two. I mean the fact that. The fact that he, you know, he's on the the whatever that show's called, the, the panel project. Yeah, whatever. Christ, but but you know, and then they decided to give him his own comedy, his own show. Mm. That went Did well. Did you ever watch that? Uh, well, I saw it. Oh, I, yeah. I saw the promos. I oh, yeah, if, if that is ever shown anywhere except Guantanamo Bay as a form of torture then the program manager of that station should be absolutely eviscerated. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually acted with Vince Colosimo in one of his shows about dating, and um, he was a very good director. I, I really enjoyed the uh, shoot. Was, but, that the um, one with, was that the one with Melissa? Not Melissa, God, uh, with uh, Lisa McCune? No, it was the one before that. It was about um, oh, people going on a date. On the first date, had, yep. Well, they hadn't seen each other and then they catch up and they go on a date again or something. Vince Colosimo was a, a muso that was in a Hootie and the Blowfish tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. First of all, Vince is a great bloke. I've been out with him a couple of times. Yeah, he's a good bloke. Yeah. Very funny. Thanks um, to Carlton, but, you know, we'll yeah, him for that. Yeah, you know. Has yeah. had his moments in life. He's, he's having again. his moments right now, actually. Um. No, but but I did watch something great on TV. I think it's been on as a series before, so it's not on at the moment. But we started watching it on Netflix. Have you guys seen Dating on the Spectrum or whatever it's called? Oh yeah, yep. yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah. gee, that's good. It, it's it's so everything good. from funny to very sort of touching. Yes, it's both. Yeah. 
I think and they all love they all love anime. Yeah, and, you know they went to a thing called cosplay. Now I'd never heard of it. I said, "What's cosplay?" To my not missus, and she explained it. And I said, "Oh, so everybody who goes there is on the spectrum?" She says, "No, it's just for dressing up." As so, unless she explained it, she says, "Yeah, probably." Yes, uh, the I think the American version's on TV on Netflix at the moment, and the ABC ran the ran the version. Very good. Yeah, it is. That was great. It was really good. Yeah, it is. I think his name's Michael. He's an absolute ripper. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and my wife won't be too beautiful because she that and she will not take drugs. And then at my funeral, she will cry when we play this song at my funeral. Look, you think you're getting a bit ahead of yourself, Michael? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what they said to him. Yeah, yeah, that's good. This this sort of thing with cosplay, and his eyes just light up because for a long time he he, for a long time he's been beautifully brought up, whatever, and, and you know. He, he yeah. contains himself and he does – he's fantastic. And every yeah. now and then he just can't contain his emotions and he sees something and his eyes just light up and goes, yes! Yes. <laughs> you know what it was? It was, so, it was great. Do you know what it was? Yeah. Right. It was a store selling biltong and beef jerky. Oh, God. And he goes to oh. the girl, do you like beef jerky? She goes, no. Biltong? I don't know what that is. It is like beef jerky or something. No. And he just sort of grits you, see, that's a problem. That's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You won't be built on with Uh, it for the rest of your life. Very nice. Uh, All right, boys, uh, we'll do the chat. We'll do the chat next week. Thank you both, uh, as always. Uh, And see you when you've got a a, a place to live, Brian, and see you when you're not living in your car, Fanny. Thank you. Thank you, linesman. Thank you, ball boys. And I will follow the advice given to me. I won't gamble. I won't drink. And I could have a shop like Lenny. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.